The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate happiness with Stephanie Grace, the author of Creating Happiness, sorry, Creating Real Happiness, A to Z, A Mindful Guide to Discovering, Loving, and Accepting Your True Self. I'm so happy to have you on here, Stephanie. It's been, gosh, it's been a while that we've been planning this, and I've been really looking forward to it. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I I love connecting with like-minded people and talking about my passion. So, so excited. Well, and you come from O Books, the imprint of John Hunt Publishing. Uh, Many of the guests on this show are, not all, of course, but um, just such quality publishing and such a great cadre of fantastic authors like yourself with great messages. So congratulations on your book, Real Happy. Thank you. Yes. Why did you think that we needed to have a book about happiness? Well, um, the reason why my book is called Real Happiness is because I often think that people think that happiness is based on external things, even things like relationships will make them happy. But my book is about real happiness which comes from internal not external right so how do we create that real happiness then yeah so creating real happiness is um, first of all about remembering who you are it's about remembering that your your true self and not your conditioning so a lot of times people are walking around thinking that 
they are the conditioning that they've received from their parents or the world and the conditioning develops into this ego that is often not very friendly and it's developed to keep you safe in the world to help you get your needs met and be accepted but really that isn't your truth and so finding real happiness first is about understanding that that conditioned self isn't you so freedom from the conditioned mind and then cultivating a relationship with your true self and then being able to to honor it right so how do you tell the difference between the conditioned self and the authentic self yeah good question it um how do you tell the difference is if you are not truly happy and you and you don't feel like you are worthy of, of all that you desire then you can know that your ego is at work in some way so your your true self is is nothing but love and will never be unkind or mean to you whereas your ego if you're in if you're in your conditioned mind your ego your your thoughts are going to feel not good unkind you're not going to even though you might have an inkling or a knowing like I'm lovable. I deserve to have the life I want. You're, you're not really going to be able to fully access it for some reason. You're always going to get pulled off by, by something that, um, you know, like your doubts or, you know, getting upset at yourself. Th those kinds of things will continue to pull you off. Right. I see. I see. Now, did you come into this knowing what happiness was or did you discover it? As you wrote, perhaps. Oh, okay. So yeah, definitely came into the book knowing, but in my life that this has been part of, I mean, my lifelong journey has been finding real happiness for myself, you know? So yeah. So um, through my, the work of, you know, my own life, I, I come from a pretty, um, you know, difficult childhood and background, which, which allowed me to, you know, have to do a lot of work to figure out that I wasn't my conditioned self and, and to begin to develop a relationship with my true self and to learn what real happiness was. And so figuring out ways to do that, sharing them with my clients, seeing my clients thrive, and then deciding, okay, this is something I want to reach more people with. I want people to truly be happy and know them, their true selves and not, I don't want people walking around thinking their conditioned self is their truth. Yes. And so you are a, a counselor. You work with yeah. clients on this. Yeah. I'm a therapist. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm like a marriage and family therapist or a, um, here in Oregon, it's called a licensed professional counselor. Yeah. It's an LPC. Mm-hmm. LPC. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the A to Z part, why did you choose to write it as an A to Z? Yeah, so what I found in my work with, with people is that people get pretty easily overwhelmed. And in order for people to be able to make change, we have to, we have to be able to present it to them in a way where it feels easy and approachable. And so when I wanted to reach more people with my message, I thought to myself, okay, this has to be something where people see it and it feels like, oh, that's, that seems really approachable and, and easy and I can read that, I can digest these. And so my idea for A to Z was like breaking it up into really small pieces and making it very friendly so that anyone, even people who've been on the path, you know, and they're, they, they feel like they've done this work that anybody would find it appealing and fun to just go in and dive in. No, no, no threats here at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that your book has, um, has like exercises and, 
action points. Why did you build that in? Yeah, well, you know, that is how I work as a therapist, too. I always tell people in the very beginning when they come to me, like, be prepared to work because I give you homework every single time. Because I mean, what I believe is that, you know, if, if practice is the most important part, and I know it's scary for people, but if you want things to be different, then you have to be willing to do something differently. And so, and the way that I, you know, have just added these little exercises or practices. It's just so people can experiment with these different things that I've included and hopefully they'll find some that resonate for them and then they can make that a part of their daily practice because you do have to find things that you can do consistently so that they remain a part of your your practice to keep you on the path. You know, our world is such like it, it's it's just if we don't have things that inspire us and keep us on our path, we will get pulled off. There's no question. Yeah. No question. Right. Right. <laughs> um, did you, did, so did you grow up just knowing that happiness was a choice that you could direct your own happiness? No. <laughs> I No. I, I, I'll elaborate on that. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up in a, I had a really challenging um, childhood with um, a family that, you know, had their own difficulties in terms of, you know, came from family where they didn't get the love and care they needed. And so in return, I, I didn't get the, the love or the care that, that I needed. And so um I really went on this journey of having to, first of all, begin to learn that I was lovable and, and worthy of love and that my needs were, you know, are important. And, and then as I, you know, went on my own journey of discovering this for myself and, and learned how to find happiness, that was sort of what led me to becoming a counselor is, you know, my own journey of spirituality and, and finding happiness in my own life and healing. Then I wanted to share it with people. And so I started working with people as a counselor and helping to heal people and create happiness. And then from there, I thought, okay, I have to find a way to make this available to a larger population. So that was my idea to then put it into a book. <laughs> <laughs> great idea great idea um and so with your with your family though have you been able to to kind of heal that and be happy given the family situations yeah you know I um I really understand so like there are, are a few parts to to forgiveness that I understand it's like the first is really coming to learn your own lovability and worth. So once we really know that on our own, like know that nothing external determines our lovability or worth, then from there, we, we can begin to understand that how people show up for us isn't about us. It's about them. So it's like, once I, I, was able to love and know my, my worth for myself, then I could begin to know that how my parents showed up for me really wasn't about me. It wasn't personal, even though obviously it feels very personal. It was about their conditioning and their abilities. And it really had nothing to do with me. And so that piece, and then the other piece is empathy. It's like understanding 
what their life was like. What So it's the question that I can ask, you know, or have other people ask is like, why, why do they show up in that way? Or why couldn't they show up in that way? And so being able to understand what they, where they come from and why they show up the way they do allows us to know more so that it, it's really not about us, right? It's not, yeah. And f- along the same token, forgiveness is a big part of your book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, forgive. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I, I was just going to talk, talk about how forgiveness is really such an important aspect of self-love, you know? Oh, in what way? Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, really, you know, if, if we're not able to forgive someone and we're holding on to resentment or pain around that, we're, we're, that's in our body. We're holding that. And so that's impacting um, how we feel. These, the different things that we hold on to our, in our body create blocks. And then those blocks um, sort of take up space. And then the world kind of acts like a, a mirror in terms of bouncing off of that. And it, it sort of hinders our perspective in the world, right? And so if we clear those blocks out, we're making space for higher level emotions like love and, and joy. And we are more free to um, have an open perspective and it, it really shifts how we, how we are in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know that that is a, a big part of happiness as you define it. Yeah. And you also, in your book, you cover depression and anxiety, which I think that it's hard to um, just envision happiness when we're in the depths of depression and anxiety, that it doesn't seem attainable at all. So how do you address that in your book? Yeah, well, you know, I I think that Every ailment, you know, and I think that depression and anxiety are really big ones in in our world, right? But I think it all comes down to self-love. I think it all comes down to beginning to, that process I talked about is beginning to understand that you are not the conditioning that you receive from your parents and the world. So what happens is, you know, we were born and we're these perfect beings that know we're, we're worthy of, of love and acceptance and everything we desire. And then our parents, as we t- just got to talk about with my family, come with their baggage and conditioning. And then they begin to, you know, tell us what needs are not acceptable, what we have to put away, how we have to act, all these different things in order to be loved and accepted and to get our needs met. And so then what happens is then how can we know any different? We're, you know, we're at the mercy of these adults. So as young people, we think like, oh my gosh, those needs are not okay. I'm going to put them away forever, you know, or I, I have to act in this way to get love. This is how I have to operate in the world. And so then we, we think that that is, that is our, our truth. And so I think what happens is that then we're not honoring our truth. We, we just completely often put it away. And so people who are experiencing anxiety and depression, it, it really comes down to not honoring ourselves. And what I believe is that like when we're not honoring ourselves, it starts to stack up. You know, it's like, there's little small things like not honoring ourselves or not, not speaking up or not, you know, like doing what we need to, to take care of ourselves. And about 10 of those I think is like 
anxiety, a panic attack. But then if we, we continue to ignore ourselves after anxiety and, and panic, then our body starts to shut down and goes into depression. You know? And so really the so- solution is you know, beginning to understand that the conditioning, the messages aren't ourself, and then beginning to cultivate a relationship with yourself, beginning to learn about self-love and how to love yourself. And so that, that's really the journey is, and once you get to know and love yourself, then these ailments go away. You know, it's, it's a journey, but that, that's the journey to the freedom from depression, the freedom from anxiety, you know? And one of the biggest things though, is that learning to feel the feelings, right? Because a lot of times people, as humans, we are so frightened of, of, of feeling our, our pain or negative emotions. And then we get out of the habit of feeling what it feels like to feel our positive emotions. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive, holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a coworker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. 
Absolutely. So really, even sounds like the self-love aspect is even more important, is the most important. Yeah. A self the most. Yeah. Um, so the self-love, for people who really have a hard time with that, what would you tell them who just, you know, they can't, they're just, for whatever reason, they're just not getting there. What would you tell them? Yeah. So what I would have them do is to start with a daily gratitude practice. And this is the reason why I recommend this. It's super easy. It's not very threatening. You can pair it with something you're already doing in your day. So you can write a sticky note on your bathroom mirror. You can do it while you're brushing your teeth. When you hop in the shower, you can do it when you walk your dog or when you're driving to work. And the reason why, and you can call it something different if you don't like the word gratitude, you can call it what's working. The reason why this leads to self-love is because you begin to focus on the things that are working in your life. When you're focusing on what's working in your life, it begins to make you feel hopeful. It begins to make you feel like you are worthy of love because you can see that some things are working for you. You start to see like, oh, the universe isn't really against me. There are some things that are actually working for me. And so, it, you know, and when you first do it, the thing that clients always ask me is like, well, it feels like I'm saying the same things every day. And, and then maybe they want to give up on that. But it's, it's okay if you're saying the same things every day. But the thing that happens if you keep doing it, you'll begin to see that there's even more things to be grateful for. When you first start, it might be the big things like my health, my, my family, my house. But then maybe you're, you start doing it when you're walking your dog and you start to see like, gosh, I feel really grateful that it's sunny today. And oh, I just met that really cool person who had a fun dog. That made me feel grateful. And I'm so grateful to look at all the beautiful flowers in spring. And so then these small things start to make you feel grateful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say I would say none of them are small. All of them are important. I would say that everything, you know, if you ha do not have anything to be grateful about, you may not be paying attention. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I would start. The next thing I would say in terms of powerful is mirror work. That's the next most powerful thing that I would prescribe to someone. And this is a funny thing, like super resistant person. I will say, okay, well, let's do an experiment. Uh, you do this for two weeks straight and you, you commit to doing it um, at least once a day, twice a day would be great. But if you're only going to do it once a day, 10 times in the mirror and, and we will come up together with like the things you're going to say. It would be something like you are so lovable or, or I love you so much. You are so worthy, you know, find the ones that really resonate with your heart. And then you look at yourself in the mirror, you really make eye contact, like make sure you see your, you're really looking at your eyes and you can try to feel it in your heart. And then you say those phrases to yourself, 10 times in a row for two straight weeks, I promise you there's going to begin to be a shift. Oh my God. You know what? That is the third time that I've heard mirror work coming up in the past week. That is amazing. That's got to be powerful. It's so powerful. And the other thing is it's very vulnerable. So people who are feeling really resistant, it is a little bit scary and your e it does make your ego go a little bit crazy. Like you're looking in the mirror and you have to know that your ego is going to start to say things like, oh, look at those lines around your eyes. And that's not true. And you just have to know that the ego is going to come in and you, but you just continue to focus on 
looking yourself in the eye and, and saying the messages that you want your heart to hear. And, and if you keep doing it, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I can imagine that that would create real happiness. It does. It does. It, it, it creates self-love, which is what, what is real happiness is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So how can we expect to feel? Maybe this is a, a broad and very esoteric question, but how can, we, how can we expect to feel when we create that real happiness? Yeah, well, I think how you can expect to feel is joyful, content, peaceful, you know, real, real happiness. Um, and real happiness doesn't mean that you're not going to have difficulties, right? It doesn't mean that as a human being, it doesn't mean that if another person is unkind to you, that um, it's not going to cause you pain. What it means is that you know how to show up for yourself. You know how to take care of yourself. And so it's like, it's a knowing that you can come back to those feelings of joy and peace, even though there's going to, there's going to be times where you still feel bad or, or um, you have hard things happen in your life, but you know how to show up and take care of yourself so that you can be okay. Wow. Part of your book, you also talk about, um, you know, this, the self-love, there is this, but also sharing love with a partner, sharing love with a special person. And, you know, first, I, I see this in my practice a lot. When am I going to meet, the, meet my person? Um, is this my person or is it not? So many questions about relationship. So what would you say about... Um, having love of love of one's life. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to find the, the love of your life and you haven't found them yet, then it's a blessing if you're on your own because that's the most important time for you to be able to develop a relationship with yourself. So what you what how you want to feel is if you imagine exactly what you desire in your ideal person you imagine them coming and knocking on your door you think about how you would feel sometimes people when they think about what they really truly want from a, another human and where they are right then in that moment that person comes and they think oh my god they wouldn't want me or oh uh you know just these these different things like they feel like they wouldn't be worthy of that so you, you want to think, if that person comes knocking at your door, do you feel worthy? Do you feel ready? Do you feel like, yes, thank goodness you're here. I, this is what I've been waiting. This is what I deserve. If you don't feel that way, then that just lets you know that, that you want to spend this time on your own showing up for yourself like this ideal person would so you 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 you're gonna get lonely you're gonna get sad you're gonna have hard times and it and you learn how to be with yourself and show up for yourself like your ideal partner would like your best friend would and knowing that whatever you're experiencing whatever you know different traumas and healing that you're healing you know through it is is okay it's just a matter of what what do you need how do you need to show up for yourself and when you can do that for yourself then then you are ready and and that person will likely 
come. I mean, and, and we're going to have all kinds of relationships, right? People that maybe aren't our ideal person, but all of them are going to help us um, get where, where we're going and, and be beneficial to us. Absolutely. This is amazing. Um, so Stephanie, have you gotten any, have you got any other books out there? Is this your first? This is my first book. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm hoping to, to, um, write another one. I'm, I'm, uh, kind of thinking about some different things that I might like to put out there. And, um, I have a course that, that is coming up that I'm kind of excited about doing that. Um, I'm going to be starting in June. What is this course? Yeah. So this course is called feeling is healing and, um, embracing your power through the, um, um, through the wisdom of the chakras. So the course is going to be about learning how to heal your body through feeling your feelings and then also helping people to understand that we've got this natural power, you know, energy system in our body and like helping them to understand once you remove these blocks and healed your body, then you just, you know, can just use your body to help you manifest and create the life that you want for yourself. That sounds like an amazing course. Where can people find out about it? Well, they can find out by going to my website, which is just stephaniegrace.com, information on there. Um, And then I also... I must add, that's Stephanie with no E. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Yes. Very big distinction. Okay, yes. Go ahead. Yes, so that is an important piece is that there's there's no E on the end of my name. And that's the same for Instagram. You can search for Stephanie with without an E on Instagram. And I'm, I, I do, you know, kind of telling people about the, the course on there as well. But would love for you to come to either of those things and follow. I do a almost daily um, mindful minute for people on my Instagram and and often have fun little, you know, inspirational things there for people. Oh, that's wonderful. So you're on online at stephaniegrace.com, no E, and then on Instagram as well. Is there anything that we haven't discussed that you think is important to mention? Anything else you got going on that you'd like to talk about? Um, in, in terms of out, outside of um, outside of my book? Yes. Creating Real Happiness A to Z. cover it all, in other words. Do we cover it all? Is there anything else that you've got going on you'd like to let us know about? Let's see. Well, um, you know, I, outside of that right now, those are the, the main things. But I guess the, the maybe the important thing that I, I just want people to know or remind people is that, you know, it, it doesn't matter how far you've come in terms of, it doesn't matter what your life currently looks like or, or if you've had, you know, just so much struggle. I just want everyone to know that it is possible to create real happiness. It is possible to create the ideal life that you envision for yourself. It really, truly is. And it's re- even though it seems overwhelming, it's, it's really very simple for anyone. It's just, it's just a matter of you know, making, understanding some things and then being willing to take small steps each day and if I can do it anybody can do it 
Yeah, um, and of course, Creating Real Happiness, A to Z is the book. Um, and it really does break it down for you with exercises, easy to do bits that anybody can put into their daily, what I call routine, putting it into your <laughs> routine. Stephanie, Grace, thank you so much for talking with me. And I do think it's really cool that your last name actually is Grace. So, <laughs> thank you so much for talking with me today. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, I know that this book is going to help many, many people to create real happiness. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so, I'm so honored to be able to talk with you today and be a guest on, on your podcast. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.